celebrating success, learning from legends, and growing poppies. This is Talk Poppy Talk with Grace Lewis. Today our guest has accomplished so much across many specialties as an athlete, a coach, an advocate, an ambassador, an inspiring me now partner and mentor, a director, a businesswoman, and today we're going to hear and learn from her journey and try to touch upon all of that. She has received the insignia of a member of the New Zealand Order of Merit for services to sport, in particular netball, and her presence in the netball world has taken shape in many forms. As I mentioned, a player, administrator, coach, specialty coach, all of it. And beyond her remarkable personal sporting accomplishments, she's constantly giving to others through various efforts, such as her role as the director of Motivation Z, Motivations, um, and partner of Inspiring Me Now. And uh, she's been involved with numerous charitable organizations as an ambassador also for the Breast Cancer Foundation. She certainly dedicates her time to raising those around her, and I'm so happy that we can invite Marg Foster to Tall Poppy Talk. So first of all, where are you and how are you today? I'm good. I'm based down in Christchurch, uh, and it's pouring with rain. But you know what? We, 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 my husband and I went for a walk down the beach yesterday, and it was raining as well. And like it was just so beautiful. I know it's summertime and you just gotta you just gotta go and, and enjoy every moment. And you know, like the, the weather doesn't define you. You know, it's actually quite quite nice. I mean, I've got a hoodie on today, but you know, like two days ago I was wearing a lovely flowing dress, you know, in shorts. So, you know, you've got to kind of just roll with it when you do. So yeah, I'm down here in Christchurch. Love it. Oh, that's awesome. And that sounds a lot like a Kiwi summer for those who haven't been there. You're bouncing between the elements. So love it. Love Christchurch. And obviously, like I mentioned before, netball is a very prominent part of your life, but there's so much more going on. So could you define yourself outside of the netball world? What, how would you define yourself? Yes. Isn't it great that it's not on video? Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just audio, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's audio. Yeah, that's good. That's why I didn't get dressed up. No. Um, look, I, I, yeah, that was a that was a really cool question, um, and I took a little bit of time to define myself outside of the sporting world. And I think the biggest thing for me um, is being inspiring, is being inspiring for others and making things happen. Like you know, my it's a world of possibilities out there and I'm that sort of kind of person that um you know like anyone that comes my way I'm always always see that glass as being you know um half forward and you know my daughter will always say to me oh my gosh mum thank goodness you know you're alive like you know literally I don't know what I'd do without you because you know like you're um I kind of really embrace and just love people and inspiring people and I, I guess I kind of like have a reasonably nice aura around me and then I just put a wee smile on and you know I've become it to be a bit, bit more light um, with my whole emotions and stuff and I think I just wander around this world and <laughs> just like literally just helping you know just supporting people whether or not it's just a quick we you know a, a quick thing or a or a family you know like a a, a big thing I think for me um I'm just a big people and, and doggy lover I love animals like I'm, I'm a, like you know I've I've 
had two Bichon freezers and and they've both passed away over the recent over this year and last year the two of them and honestly I go down to the beach and I, I feel magnetized to these, to these dogs just come up to me <laughs> and I love it like I just like I have my little doggy you know like you know my doggy fix yeah. down there and then, then I just keep walking and the amount of people that you just meet by just smiling and calling out to them while you're there I, I don't know I just feel like I'm I'm just like you know I, I feel like I'm head up now and not you know like not head down and you know on my cell phone like you know I'm just head up and just embracing everything so I guess that's me I've just you know that probably defines me and just love being creative and just you know the world of possibilities I suppose yeah absolutely and interesting I wasn't aware you're such a dog lover but even that enthusiastic positivity like that's what dogs are like they just love everyone and they're going for it so it makes sense that you feel that connection probably because they're bringing the same energy and that you are to people yeah 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 and then that gets me in I was curious so motivations is that how I say it? Motivations. Yeah, motivations. Awesome. Yep. And um, just motivations. Yeah. Motivations. So when I was doing some research on it, beyond just coaching, it's educating the athletes on more than tactical skill, but actually delves into knowledge on nutrition or other impactful contributing elements to someone's like overall performance in terms of coaching. So could you just tell me a bit more about motivations and the mission? Like where did that come from? Yeah, well, so originally, originally, motivations came about from from a sporting um, arm. So my husband, Anthony, was an Olympic swimmer, and he owned a swim school. And I was head coach here for Canterbury um, at the time, netball. And I came home after one of the finals, and I come from a teaching background originally. And um, I used to just nut off to him, like going, oh, you know, like, you know, one of my players or, you know, like just did a fundamental, like a basic skill, like, you know, a netball, like a step or went off yeah. side, sort of like um, a simple skill, um, you know, in the heat of the moment. Um, and he said to me, look, I don't know why you don't just set up a netball school like my swim school like you know we where he teaches children to learn to swim and why don't you just you know like teach the young teach them younger uh, the fundamentals of netball so that's originally where it started from so I literally um I came back on the plane um, from Jamaica I was a sports analysis for the um silver fence for the um world cup um, winning actually we won over in Jamaica um, against Australia it was pretty awesome and I was on the plane and I wasn't pr- um, getting pregnant I was trying for quite some years and I just thought I thought about what answer said to me as well and I just thought right that's it when I get back home I'm going to go to school I was teaching at Aranui High School which I absolutely loved I was a sports um, like you know PE teaching and, and head of girls sport um, and ran the sports academies there but I'm just going to put in my resignation and I didn't really know where I was going or what I was going to do and it was just such a real kind of like moment for me like you know like a defining moment to to you know travel to steer me down another pathway and so lots of people were going oh what are you going you know that's what you always say like you know when you resign 
and people always were coming up to me going, oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, you know, I just didn't really. I just thought, oh, I'm just going to literally, um, you know, I had that feeling about the netball. But it, the net, that netball thing was would only be like kind of like part-time. I, I really just didn't re- know. But I just kind of trusted in myself that it was going to be okay. Um, so I just let it go and I just let the universe look after everything and in terms of the baby thing as well because um, you know I went to um, my specialist when I got back and um, you know I had to have a little bit of a like um, I had a little me mini um, sort of like a they went in and just explored what was happening down there yeah. and I found out they've they said, oh, look, you've, only, you've just, you've had a blocked fallopian tube for, you know, however long, like maybe I've been trying, I've been trying for about maybe say eight, seven years. And, um, and that he goes, oh, come back and see me in a couple of weeks, you know, like time sort of thing or whatever it was. And in between that time, I got pregnant. So it was so funny, like going back there and then they did the test and then I was pregnant. So it was kind of like a real blessing. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of like feel yeah, like there were just so real moments that really, um, you know, helped in regards to setting up motivation. So, so originally, Motivationals was a um, learn to swim school, and we were just a netball academy um, type pro- skills program. Um, people get all weird about the word academy, but academy to me just means a group of people hanging out together. It's not like some high performance thing. It's just like teaching kids the fundamental skills. And I absolutely, oh my gosh, I just look back at how many years ago that was we set it up here in Christchurch and just loved it. Um, just love seeing, I think the biggest thing for both my husband and I, it's just so rewarding seeing others achieve, like just small gains. It's just so cool and being a part of it. So love, love, love. And then what happened, which is our massive arm now, what happened was we had an opportunity to be, um, to be a, a, like a subcontractor for a really big contract here for working with our youth, mentoring our 16 to 18 year olds in the city and supporting them into education, employment or training. And we were really excited because we just literally by default, we just picked up a lot of our mates' um, children that were like, you know, wanting to be young athletes um, coming through lots of different sports, helping them like with the mental sort of aspect as well as the physical, which brings me back to what your original question was about the nutrition and what we do with netball. But it was kind of like a bigger picture than that um, for us because, you know, we just go with anyone. Like, you know, we just cruise and not, not actively put ourselves out there, but, you know, we just helped and supported a lot of young um, athletes through their, their different their pathways to where they wanted to go. Almost like with holistic. I think that's a big word for us, holistic mentoring. We just did that for free um, and because we just did it for a bottle of wine or whatever from our mates because, you know, that's how you roll with your friends. And then when we were offered that contract um, to be part of it as a subcontractor, we were really excited and we absolutely loved it. And it literally... Um, yeah like we did that for five years I think or six years and then what happened was that um, the government um, they put out the tender for for the actual for the big contract to run it like to be the you know who's your daddy on it and so you know we we kind of like we're in a, in a thing where it was just originally it was just Anthony and myself doing the swim school the netball academy 
Um, we had some other little programs going, like holiday programs. Um, we had to hide, you know, like I, I whipped over to, yeah, whipped over to um, Loughborough University and I was a head coach mentor of the Loughborough, Loughborough Lightning UK. And that literally I'd come off having breast cancer and chemo and I just wanted to feel normal. It was a really, I mean, look, in hindsight, you know, you never have bad decisions or any regrets, but it was, that was very, very, like, that was quite soul searching for me because I kind of like didn't really like the experience, but, you know, you've got to take what experiences you do and combine them into um, turning it around and, and looking at your lessons. So when I came back on the plane from, um, you know, from there originally, because I commuted over, it was, oh, my husband said, and my children, this is ridiculous, mum, you don't go, don't go, you know, this is not you, you know, they were really concerned with my health at that stage, and I think I just wanted to feel normal, and so I said, no, no, I'm going over, the day that I had to go on the plane, I was beside myself, I was crying, yep. carrying on, had full anxiety, and then my husband said to me, remember this day, <laughs> you remember this day, you get on that plane, <laughs> you're the one that made that decision and I was like yes okay I'm off so off I went and just like literally just like living by the thing living in the moment mastering the moments um and that was a real toughie for me going on my own so I always had that promise on the way back that I never ever um travel overseas um on my own again I'd always take one of the children or family like my mum we went to Sri Lanka as coaching head coach mentor of the Sri Lankan national team and I Ants was working so I dragged my mum along to, to Sri Lanka so and then the kids came with me to Hong Kong Dubai like I just kind of had all these lo lovely little projects um and if I couldn't go I'd send people for me so like Dame Nolene Tarua she did Dubai for me like yeah. I set that up for her to go there and I had um one of my senior coaches go to South Africa um, she was meant to do an 11 day coaching uh, project for me on my behalf um, all expenses paid for and four years later she comes home so, <laughs> so these wonderful these wonderful people that I've been around like literally from just opportunities that have presented themselves with netball um, it's been pretty cool. I even had my one of my, um, you know, like the, my other coach for motivation. She was my assistant coach for Loughborough. So she came over and joined me. So like we kind of team tag and then I left her on her own and came back home. So I, I guess for me, coming from, from the small beginnings of the sporting arms and then like, so going back to the story. So motivations then we put in for this big contract um, to oversee, you know, like there, like, you know, you've got to be able to put your best foot forward. Um, and we were really fortunate to get it. Yeah. Um, and so we now, um, we actually have got three contracts, <laughs> three um, government contracts, but it's all in the same space. And it's about helping youth helping our rangatahi and I, I guess for me that's one big lesson is to stick to your knitting like you know like no use you know like we kind of deviated off and did corporate speaking or corporate you know like that but at the end of the day what are we really good at 
we're really good at mentoring and, and supporting our, our young ones. And so I'm just so excited. I don't even feel like I, 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 that my work is love what you do, do what you love. And it doesn't feel like it's work. It's just a really cool buzz. And we've got like, te like teen staff now. Um, and they're all the most amazing um, mentors, like, you know, youth coaches. I don't know what they like being called. I, I don't mind youth coaches, but um, that, and they, the other ones that now are just, you know, like we're pretty lucky. We've got an amazing manager. She was, by, by the way, she's a netball coach. So, so of course she's going to be amazing. <laughs> and a lot of the staff are sporting, like come from sporting. And, and sometimes with youth mentoring, um, you know, you, it's, a, it's almost like a stepping stone, like as in like, you know, you may be like, we've got, we've put like, about six of our staff have gone through and got law degrees. Um, you know, we've had trainee teachers. So it's kind of like a really nice fit to be able to um, have inspirational youth um, mentors working for you. And yeah. so it's a real buzz. Like, it's a, you know, everyone's really, I don't know, it's good energy. It's just great energy. And it's got, we've got a really nice team spirit so we kind of double up now we we do the youth mentoring it's our big it's our flower and the cake and then our learn to swim school and our netball programs kind of like the, the the little bit of sugar and the, <laughs> the bit of baking powder yeah, yeah you, it's pretty it cool it sounds like you have literally so much going on so many people involved but such authentic the mission behind it feels very authentic and positive, which is why you say it doesn't feel like work because you can see the results and you're growing not only the youth involved, but everyone else involved in that. And that leads me to question the inspiring me now. Obviously, with motivations, that's primarily youth based. That's the that's who you're working with and for. So did you transition or maybe desire getting and partnering with inspiring me now because of working with the youth and you wanted to continue it on like what was that transition and thought process yeah that was pretty that was pretty cool I, like as a being a wahini here in the city um my beautiful um business path partner Kristen Karako um you know she kind of I don't even know how this came about but um maybe four years ago we, we kind of like we were just sort of hanging out I think I might have been guest speaker at something and she was she was the um and you know she was the chairperson of the Rata Foundation at the time and we kind of just really hit it off I I had worked with her sons her sons had been on we had a young aspiring um Māori um uh, hui like you know for helping young Māori athletes here in the city and her boys they had a you know because it was all different codes and they came and they were were on it at you know she's got four boys and honestly I, I don't know we just had a professional so like a you know like she knew what sort of work that we had done in the city with um like working with our um, youth and and that was just another tentacle <laughs> of motivations like you know with the with the youngest um, athletes, um, aspiring athletes, who, um, so she, we just got together and we just thought, Chappers, there's a real need. We really would love to help support women, like business women, young or old, like in the city, like just get, you know, like just keep it light, like you know when you 
go to things and you just, you know, I mean, there's networking, but there's also like, you just don't want to, you don't want to come and like, just have to, you know, get sold something. You just want to just be you, come along um, and, and just to be inspired, to be honest, like just small, small inspiration, inspo. So we put on, and it's been going now, as I mentioned, for four years, and we, we do um, charity events. And so, like, we will always, like, you know, that's part of it because it's not really our, that's not our bread and butter. Like, you know, this is just a feel-good factor <laughs> helping everyone along. So, like, you know, we had, like, this year, we had a health to wealth uh, women's workshop, and it was um, put in, you know, 120 women, and we just had the most amazing presenters, speakers, um, and it was just, we'll pick a theme and we'll just run with it. And we have every six weeks in the city, we'll have a breakfast. Like breakfast is always good. I like a good feed, like a wee eggs, Benny and a coffee. And what we've done is that we've just created this beautiful hub where we actually have the woman within, uh, like uh, are inspiring me now, the woman that come to the breakfast, we, always, we pick that, you know, our guest speaker is one of them. So not someone that's all, I mean, not saying that they're not, but like, as in like, you know, we just pick and they tell their story and they share their story. And I think that is the most empowering thing I've ever had. Like, you know, we had one in November, we had two most amazing ladies um, that did, and honestly, it was just blew me away in regards to um, how inspiring, like everyone has been like, all the comments and all the feedback. And we had this one beautiful lady, she got up and she said, look, the reason I love about being here is that it's just so authentic and everyone can just like, and she said, and also it's a pick me up. It, it's just those little tips that, um, that inspire me. And I guess that's why we love it. And like, you know, we, we always have that motto, but um, for our woman here and, in the Canterbury region, um, you know, we've got some exciting sort of things that we want to do for next year. But that to me is just another sense of giving, of, you know, of supporting and, you know, like supporting the businesses as well. I think that's really big, like all the women that come who own their own businesses, um, you know, just being there, like just backing um, them and knowing that, you know, they can do it. And I think we're quite a nice little. I don't know, I, I feel, you know, I just love it. Really enjoy going going to those breakfasts at, and our after fives and our workshop. Like next year, we're doing a real and relative um, workshop um, and that will be on the, you know, like 29th of March. But it's pretty, yeah, it's, the, the year is pretty chock-a-block. <laughs> Already? No, and yeah, that's what I could gather. Like even every six weeks, that comes up quickly. For sure, I can imagine you're suddenly at the next one and all the events are happening. But I love that you say the speaker is someone who's already in the group because when you give the platform and the time to actually listen to each other, inspiring stories really do come out. And that's what I like with the mission of this podcast is allowing people like you have an incredible story and a lot of people already know it, but the platform to listen in and go, wow, and get that authentic motivation and excitement so it's very cool that within it and I can imagine for a lot of women speaking maybe they don't have experience public speaking so they're actually building that yep. skill as well that's cool yeah, absolutely we've got these two young ones and I said to them look next year you're up 
and they're freaking out going oh I go no 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 the more you do of something the better you get and you know they and so they're both going to do it together so you know it's kind of like you know they're pretty cool pretty cool chickies and so that's you know like I I think you know we we like the idea of mentoring and you know like having our um older um older woman mentoring a younger woman as yeah. well like just but just organically grow it like, like just not getting too um fixated and process just just organically grow see what the feel is see where it goes kind of like that I wonder too because of how successful motivations became from that same strategy almost not even strategy just organic growth that I can just imagine what's going to happen with inspiring me now because already so much momentum grows and as long as there's a genuine authentic drive it's going to grow and it's going to attract those right people who want to be a part of it oh I love yeah. it that's awesome I know and that's why we love our motto like you know love what you, you know love what you do do what you love and I, I think that sort of just grows on you and you know if it was not something you wanted to do like you know you you choose or you you know you've got the choice of the word choose or have you know choose to go to work or have to go to work and like, you know, you've got to be able to put yourself in a situation where you're choosing to go to work because you love it. <laughs> no, I have to go to work to pay the bills. Yep, <laughs> I, I have to do to. this. You've got to find, and everyone's got their own, their own, like, you know, their own passion, their own talent, their own gift of something. And it's sometimes, it might take a little bit longer to find it, but you will find it. You've just got to have faith. Like you have faith in yourself. That is, you know, I guess that's it. I have that motto. Like, um, you know, I was really lucky, fortunate to come through with you know being a New Zealand netballer, and we had Gilbert Anoka as our sports, uh, and he was just amazing. Our mental skills trainer, just amazing. Obviously, a lot of his strategies um, helped me get through my breast cancer um, situation. But one that I love that I use all the time, at just in um, just in life in general, but in business too, is like, you know, it's called the F-off principle, <laughs> F-O-F, and it's just choosing faith over fear. So faith that a, um, that a positive outcome is going to occur rather than fear that a negative outcome is going to occur. So um, like F-off, like, you know, so like you just got to laugh. And I think that's another thing is just laughing, being a bit, you know, kind of being a bit lighter as well like just you know oh you know feel the fear and do it anyway and you know that's our kind of motto even for um you know for motivations you and know? I was going to ask that what is uh I was going to say what is a key tip or strategy almost that you employ to stay on top of your game from that mental health and perspective like you know feel the fear and do it anyway to fit to it to fit to a to hook ball you know that means to feel the fear and do it anyway and then oh you oh you can't even oh no yeah Sorry. oh I can you might be able to see this but I mean I just threw grabbed this off my wall um but you know um we've got out you know like feel the fear and do it anyway to to fit a fit a um to hook ball um feel the fear and do it anyway that's kind of like our motivations like uh you know for our young ones um you know, we, we have that, but I think that's important for everyone. Like, I love that sort of quote, but that I was just going to show you this, but you can't even, oh, that's hopeless. Sorry. Oh. I just took that off the wall, but um, 
I bet what it looks that? great. I can see it's framed, but yeah, for those listening, it's a great <laughs> frame piece. So what does it say? Could you read it out for me? Oh, no, no. I just had like, you know, I've got on my wall a whole lot of, um, you know, like we have our values that, you know, you kind of like, you want to have values that can fit on a flipping t-shirt, but you know, like, um, like they crack up in here because, uh, you know, we had Christmas drinks um you know like send off on the weekend and then I was going right what's the values like <laughs> quizzing them chop it chop your water your little shot of water um you know if you didn't get it and like you know they're going oh um you know heart-centered approach yep um get shit done you know but, but well, if I haven't put the shit word up you know just for the asterisks on the thing that's a um, find a way I have it on yes. my drink bottle get yeah, shit done love it grace love it like just get it done so that comes into find a way like just find a flipping way like just find another way find another way find a, just find a way anyway they got them all right like you know like literally because we, we we sort of like just watered it down but for, to be honest with your heart-centered approach you know like get that shit done and you know like find a way like you know and like I think another thing is as well, which I kind of feel that did I put it on there? Yeah, I, it's like I did. I put be inspiring and work to your strengths. You know, like work to your strengths, man. Know your strengths and go. Yep, that's my strength. That's my superpower. That's how I'm going to roll. Because you cannot be, um, you know, you can't be a jack of all trades. Like you just gotta just go with what you love. Like so, my strength. Is not doing the dishes, like you know, or vacuuming, <laughs> cleaning. I'm hopeless. So there's no way I'd be able to use those strengths, like because <laughs> I haven't got them. So, so yeah, my poor husband. But you know, I just literally take that. You know, like I, I take it into everything I do, I suppose. But you know, just work to your strengths, and then you'll be fine. That is awesome. And oh, oh, I'm beaming. That's so cool. Um, that definitely answers my question in multiple ways. Some values. I like that. It's not even, it's not tips. It's not strategies. It's what are your values and push on with that. I like the get shit done one always. It's just <laughs> put your hair in a bun, charge on. Like, yeah, <laughs> love it. it. Um, <laughs> and I wonder too, okay, so you've, you've represented New Zealand netball, touch rugby. I didn't know that prior. That's cool. Um, athletics namely playing for the Silver Ferns and as a member of the New Zealand Mixed Touch team. You've been named Māori sports person twice and you've coached internationally, Sri Lankan team, uh, Cook Islands team, you've set up high-performance workshops in Hong Kong. You've been everywhere as well as everything you've been doing in New Zealand. So what's something you've learned from being in these high-performance environments in New Zealand and abroad? That's quite, that's quite broad. There's a few yeah. things like you've got to embrace the environment that you go into. And so every environment, so you can't bring your own, like you just got to work with what you've got um, with the environment that you've surrounded yourself with. So, you know, you, you cannot bring in like from, you know, like if I'm going into a different environment, I've got to get the feel, feel of, what's around me and then bring out the you know chishes or the you know inspo in that particular environment um but getting the feel don't uh, like you know don't take anything personally 
um, I think it's probably a big thing, like living in each moment. And also like, um, you know, like you're like, uh, yeah, I guess the biggest thing is being open, open to the world of possibilities and, um, and listening, listening and, and feeling, feeling it, um, you know, before you sort of go hi ho, hi ho, and in there and try to change things, or like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, blah, blah. and I think I got better at, at doing that, I think it's probably the biggest lesson I've learned, um, even in my role as the um, specialist coach for the Silver Ferns currently, I just, I mean, I just love it that the likes, of, um, that Dame Nolene Tauroa and Deb Fuller, they just let us as specialist coaches, they say to us, look, just, um, you know, just, they give us, they don't really give us um, a big high, like a list of things, you know, that they want covered. They just trust us. Yep. And I love it. So I think the biggest thing is now is about being authentic with how you roll. And I, I think that's a cool thing too, is just be authentic. And it just all seems to work itself out when you're authentic. Yeah, of course. Um, I can tell that from you and everything you've achieved is I can imagine you going into these environments and just bringing like that wave of let's go, like excitement. Yeah. Oh, um, and then to not really segue, but a question I've been having with each guest is what is tall poppy syndrome in your definition? And I'm going to preface it by thinking you've got such a positive attitude that I'm curious if you have ever felt like you've dealt with tall poppy syndrome or how you've dealt with it so yeah first of all could you tell me in your words what you think it is and how you've interacted with it if you have yeah I think tall poppy syndrome is like you know like I think from a tall pop for tall poppy syndrome and I, I feel like I've been the epitome of tall poppy syndrome for my whole life to be honest um like you know even when I was a little kid I remember um, you know, it, it, you know, like, and I don't want to sort of bag anyone, but you know, like at good old Canterbury netball years and years ago, like you know, I was a little brown kid, like we're walking, you know, coming, and I was quite proud of wearing my netball skirt over my tracksuit pants, and that was just a no-no. And that they they're always to say, oh, that kid's not going anywhere, she's not going to make it, you know, like um, you know, like I know I did have a bit of an attitude, like you know, kind of like a bit of a swagger, I suppose, and I, I kind of felt that I was always like I, I had the sense of I'll show you all, like, you know, the sense of determination factor to show everyone um, that I could do it. And, and to me, because it, they made me feel like, you know, like, like if I think about a flower, like they make me feel like, uh, like, you know, that I was like, um, like drooping, like, you know, like feeling low, like feeling like, you know, I'm going to be, you know, like uh, um, feeling like I was, I was not good enough. Um, or that, you know, I was being judged by others. And so for me, I think tall poppy makes me feel that, like, you know, the flower being watered and being able to stand tall and being able to, to never let anyone judge you and also to, to just bring that air of kind of like authenticity. But when you're young, you don't get that. You know, I mean, you're freaking out you think people are talking about you or judging you and and like you know you do and you sometimes it can affect you and I think you know as you get older you get a little bit more like oh you know um you know like my other one is fuck it 
like you know fuck it all like you know <laughs> like and I just have a laugh now <laughs> but in a nice way and I just kind of feel that you know like um you know like what other people think of you is none of your business uh you know like as in yeah. like just getting just being more into yourself and actually loving yourself and like that no one can no one else can give you that real love of saying you know like I've become really good at talking to myself <laughs> like hate like you know obviously going through like you know quite tough experiences like you know with my cancer and that but just like that whole thing is like just you know like and surrounding yourself with people that are amazing or really supportive like you know the people that pick you up never hang around with people that put you down and so I guess for me tall poppy is find those find that real close you know it may not be your your um like your tight tight knit but then that that circle just around it seems to get smaller <laughs> smaller as you get older and like you know I used to worry about not having many friends I think it must be a female thing because my husband yep. said to me oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe you're worried about, you know, not having many friends. And, and then that, but then I get it now because I've just got this, these most beautiful friends that are, and it's a small intimate group. So I love it. So I guess from my perspective, um, that tall poppy syndrome is just but, um, being able to, um, you know, be that flower that stands tall. And like, you know, if you get pummeled, <laughs> you get pummeled by something, you feel <laughs> it's being able to have the ability thing yourself to be, you know, confident and, you know, and, you know, like, and, and talking to yourself and saying real good stuff, like, you know, to yourself, about yourself. And I think that to me is like a big lesson that I've, I kind of feel I've learned with the tall poppy thing um, over the time and just, you know, fuck it all. No. <laughs> sorry no, swearing. No, sorry, you I, might want to bleep that out but I do not no. I'm I'm very okay Crea with only creative people swear so I have a, I'm allowed to swear after three o'clock in the office that's my motto and so then people that are offended they know that they they all laugh they all look forward to three o'clock it's it's dirty jokes and um anything goes from three o'clock three to four is the time that mama's no, mama um, Maggie mama is allowed to swear and tell dirty jokes I've got no dirty jokes by the way um, but about my staff what I was gonna say what's it it's 9 a.m so it's we're not in the hour of it for you right now no. oh my gosh I love that yeah and it's true as you get older because when you're in school you have your friends around all the time and then with netball I was I did rowing you're always with people, training with people, and you've continued to stay in that environment. But for me, when I uh, stopped rowing, oh my gosh, who am I hanging out with? Like, mm -hmm. you know, that's your group. So no, I think that's very special. So thank you for sharing that. And I only got one, I've got one more question and then a surprise one, but very briefly, and we've kind of touched upon it. What do you hope to see in the future of Aotearoa New Zealand that you feel like you don't see today in terms of could be that social positivity or related to tall poppy, whatever it is, what do you wish you could see? That's not, there. I feel like, you know, like even though we're in lockdown with COVID, um, I felt a real nice sense of community with others. Like there are no flipping these, these, the 13 to 17 year olds in the country at the moment. It's just like, honestly, I'm just, 
like I'm really feeling for the, the families and the you know like I don't even know what the story is with, with that type of behavior and you know like how how it's really having a, a big effect on us yeah and I just think back and look back at when we were really um when we were really united like as in like you know it was a community thing like you know you the parents are trying the best that they they can and then you know like you know like I know and look I see the good in everyone even my little kitties that have been doing a wee ram raid but they are beautiful I mean like they just kind of make these wee mistakes and you just think well um and the lessons in life that the community you know like it's more I would like to see more of the what we were like when we had COVID lockdown, like who the heck talked to their flipping neighbours? No. Uh, we only talked to our neighbours when we had the COVID, like, you know, like, you know, out there at the letterbox or chatting away. But I got to know all my neighbours, like, and no, this may sound ridiculous, but, you know, like just that whole sense of like, you know, if so, like, you know, if so-and-so on our street was, did anything, we'd all be in on it. We'd all help support the family. Yeah. Like, you know, whether or not it was someone, you know, going off to do the mentoring or the counselling or the support or, you know, like just a big brother, like whatever it might be. Um, I, I think I'd love to see a future for us getting back to being able to care and openly support, um, you know, especially our young ones, just supporting the, the families, I, I think, I, you know. I don't yeah, know, and I just feel... I wonder too, with... COVID and the lockdowns, it made everyone slow down and start looking outward because we weren't on this hamster wheel because we couldn't go anywhere. I It forced everyone for the first time in a long time, everyone was in the same boat or, you know, same storm, different boat, but same situation to really slow yeah. down. And you were craving that sense of community because you weren't getting it from your normal places. That's, I like that same storm, different boat. Yeah, my analogy, Grace. Well, yeah. Auntie Cherie, shout out. She says we're not all in the same boat, but we're weathering the same storm. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. We went on a luxury cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think that's really, you know, like really good. And you know, when you looked at that, I mean, look, not to say that everyone had the best time in the COVID, but you know, we were playing board games. We were. I was literally, I did a jigsaw puzzle, like, holy, like, you know, I was learning new card games. Um, you know, I did homemade baking. Yeah. I, I made a quiche and forgot to put the eggs in. I mean, it's all those sorts. Of, so I, I mustn't be good in the Play kitchen. to your strengths. Like, yeah. <laughs> Play to your strengths. That's yeah. not it. So, you know, once again, keep to your strengths. <laughs> but I think that, you know, like your, um, you know, just the whole, like, yeah, just sense of community and just feeling it for others and not being in some big nosy parker, but just being there, yeah. like just being supportive. Yes. And then final question, very simple. If you were only to have one meal for the rest of your days, and this is breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but you can only have one meal, what is it going to be? Oh my God. Okay. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go just put it out there for two, right? Because I've been a real nutrient rescue, like, you know, I've been on that flipping and I hate it. I can't stand it, but I've been on it for like three years now. That little sachet. Oh my God. It's gross. It's this green drink. I still can't stomach it, but I do. I take it every second day. So I, I would say maybe that, but then 
my all-time favorite would be a, a smaller now, smaller piece of medium rare um, steak because I'm not a big, I used to be like the big T-bone, but I can yeah. hardly cope with it now. A lovely little piece of um, medium rare, like, like Wagyu, oh God, a, a Wagyu um, steak or silver yeah. farm, whatever, silver ferns, farms, whatever, that lovely little um, um, wheat steak. Um, and then I love blue cheese, like, you know, like Costello blue cheese sauce, or it just on there, like just literally there. New potatoes, like just lovely little round ones, the pearlers, a little bit of butter on. You can see I'm quite liking all the butter and the cheese and oh, love it and the protein and the meat. And then just lovely, my husband made for me, because if we have a dinner, um, like a birthday special thing if we don't go out to a restaurant then also or dinner at home and he makes this lovely carrot um creamy sort of like, you know, like baby carrots and um bacon um and the sauce sort of um dish so i would have that the new potatoes or the scallop potatoes it depends on what he what what he yeah. likes to do and then i have that little piece of steak with that blue cheese on you painted quite the picture there <laughs> Those people listening, what colour plate are we on? That's the only thing missing now. I've got these beautiful plates that I got from Magpie Star. They were like lovely Italian. Oh, they're stunning. Beautiful. It's all about the plate, all about the presentations. The same thing when you give presents. I literally have to even put ribbons around a hopeless, um, not a good strength, hopeless at wrapping. But, you know, like, but if I put a ribbon, oh my gosh, if you put a ribbon around it, just disguises the crappy wrapping no one's looking at the cellar tape or the folds <laughs> just looking at the room i just like oh what a lovely bow what a lovely bow so that's the key oh. get that bow going <laughs> fabulous i have had so much fun talking with you today and i seriously cannot thank you enough for joining me on tall poppy talk but just having this conversation i'm you've like boosted my energy levels just from speaking with you so i hope you have a great holiday season your travels, everything. And I really enjoyed speaking with you. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. And you have a wonderful Christmas as well. Yes. And keep up the great work. Well done. Love it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Tall Poppy Talk. We'll see you next time. Feel free to check us out on socials, YouTube, and the website. Thanks for today's guest. And we'll see you all next time. Take care. Be kind.